میشه دوخه این پارکست Ready? Good to go. I want to get the the main topic sheet because I want that. Yeah, let me pull that up also. That was on my email. actually good the camera's not going to even see that i'm looking at my phone <laughs> exactly it's okay done on dates it's fine <laughs> no i haven't all right now let me move over here a little bit because i really need to bring back the cranes for this the what do we call it not the cranes the um hanging mic the mic oh. yeah these are terrible should i turn this off so it doesn't get on the mic yeah yeah, yeah you can turn that off It's get a little hot, but... Where's the thing Well, it just did it itself. Is there a... On, off, maybe? That button? Is that a button? Try. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a button. Okay, cool. Okay. Plug this in. Okay, so this is another episode of the Nobody Talks Are Looking podcast, and this is Avery hosting solo this episode. If IJ, if you're listening, uh, I've heard that the fans like it a lot better this way, so you're out. It is what it is. But this week's episode is about something I think that is actually like one of the most important things in Shadokim, if not the most important thing. It's something that once you get told about this topic it is more important than somebody's personality what they look like it's uh, it's about what we are trying to present in terms of hashkafas how to figure out what the right or proper hashkafa is and what actually it matters in terms of hashkafa and for this week's episode we brought on a couple of experts um they're married to each other So their hashkafa hopefully is pretty similar to each other, and they can give us a lot. Of- I don't know about that. <laughs> you make it sound like we've never been here before, Avery. That's true, I know. <laughs> But uh, I'd like to introduce Yona and Khani, who are a married couple. Insert clapping sound I don't know here. about that was referring to our hashkafic similarity all the time, not that we're married. Yeah, that's true. Sure. That, that we sim- certainly are. Well, marriage is similar, but uh, the hashkafa part, uh, I yeah, mean, we're similar hashkafa. Similar we enough. Were- Similar enough. You think we're that different? I don't think so. Hold not that, dressed, not dressed. Hold we'll, that we'll thought. Get we'll it, get yeah. to it. We'll get to it once we get to after our topic list. Show. After we take a short break to thank our sponsors. Okay, we're back on the Nobody Talks to Dokken podcast here again with Yona and Ghani. And like I said, we're going to dispel some of the notions about hashkafas that we think are actually taking people... Um, away from actually finding their true match and spouse because they're stuck in these rigid, um, ridiculous, you know, thoughtless, um, you know, archaic notions that they have to have a certain type of person who only, you know, like for example, will not listen to, you know, uh, non-Jewish music, not go to concerts, um, not have a TV in the house. And, You know, I wanted to get your opinion, we'll start with Yona, about maybe let's start with the TV and how important things like that are and why they take away from like the main factors of what you're trying to do in a marriage. Well, you're assuming that I agree with you that they take well, away know. from the main I don't know. I guess factors. we'll find out. Oh. No, so <clears throat> I mean, my opinion in general on these sorts of things, I think I would say in general, it's going to come down to how is it going to affect your relationship and how is it going to affect your life? Um, meaning, 
something like TV, for example. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think it could be a very big deal because if you're somebody who, you know, who specifically does, let's say you don't want a TV in the house because you don't want your kids to be influenced by the TV because you yourself are trying to be very careful about, about the TV. So I would say, you know, I, I think that it's very reasonable. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, it's responsible to make that a criteria, to make that, to you know, to, to say up front, listen, I don't want a TV in the house because the fact is you could be dating someone who is the exact opposite, who loves TV, who's a serial TV watcher and would go nuts without having TV. So in my opinion, you know, that's something that it could be a big deal. It could be, it's not such a big deal. It really depends where you're holding, what your what your reasoning is. And I would say as well that, for example, something, so again, using the example of TV. So let's say you try not to watch TV um, or or to, you know, stay on the low side, you know, the low end of watching TV every once mm-hmm. in a while you do maybe. Right. Um, just the Super Bowl. Just the Super Bowl, exactly. Um, not like I ever, I, I watched the Super Bowl, but it was always for the commercials and for the food. So, but, um, but you know, what I would say is like there, there could be room for, for some sort of leniency in the sense that if you're not, you know, if you're somebody who, who sometimes does watch and you enjoy it, you, you just, you don't want it in the house. You don't want it mm. to be around your kids. You don't want your kids to have access to it. You don't want it to be something that's, that's, you know, like a constant go-to. So then you might come up with some sort of a uh, compromise position where it's like, right. you do you. I'm going to try to avoid watching TV. If you want to watch on your computer, you want right. to watch your TV shows, hate, like enjoy. So you, know? you don't believe that there's a fine line, say this to this person, he's you know extremely rigid. Like no TV in the house, and if they get me somebody, if a shotgun sends me somebody who will actually watch TV every so often, the shidduch is off. You don't believe in that. I don't believe in it as a general rule, but I, but I, I wouldn't say I don't believe in it because I think that it depends mm-hmm. where you're holding. There, are, I mean, if you're talking to a guy who's who's been learning in in Kolel for, you know, he's been learning in yeshiva for the past five years, and he's super super from, and and TV is like, you know, is something that he he has zero shaykhs to whatsoever right. or, or even if he used to and he's gotten so far beyond that then i mean why should he have to compromise on that i in that case i would say well maybe that guy or or girl you know a girl who's who's looking for for someone who's really serious about his yiddishkeit who wants to really you know grow and 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 not have these sort of outside influences for somebody like that then then absolutely there should be a, a standard where if they feel like tv is is mm-hmm. absolutely out of the question Sometimes it's sometimes it, it does make sense, but you have to know yourself. You can't be, I think you you can't you can't be rigid when when you're not when you don't have you know like I feel like certain people have the right to be rigid and some people don't have the right. Like you, you're right. not you're not holding there yourself, so don't be don't be don't be super rigid about it. If you're somebody who sometimes watches TV TV mm-hmm. shows on 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 you on you know online, then don't don't say that you're going to get married and then like that's it. We're going to go cold turkey, never ever watch a TV show again. Right. Say we won't have it in the house. We'll we'll we'll, we'll watch it online sometimes. Right. We'll go you to Bobby and Zadie. We'll go on Bobby, to and watch. Bobby and Zadie. Exactly. They got to be good for something. Right. <laughs> exactly. Look back in the day, it was marvelous Mito's machine. That was the only thing that was entertaining to watch. <laughs> you know, instead of The Simpsons, I'd watch Marvelous Meadows. But Machine. Dr. Meadows. <laughs> exactly. That was that was back then. But uh, yeah, Connie, what's your take on that? So I would say, Yona, I wouldn't say necessarily that certain people don't deserve to ask that. I was something. being extreme with that, but okay. <laughs> right, but I definitely agree that people should be self-aware. What I would say is also, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to think long-term. Like, you know, what kind of effect is this going to have on my future? I get it. You know, obviously you're trying to build your future now, but it can be a little hard to, you know, know the specifics of how one little aspect of your life is going to play out. But I would say one thing that might be good to do is to really think like, what kind of impact does this have on my life now? Meaning my decision to watch or not watch TV, mm-hmm. why do I do or not do that? And what what's it doing to my life? If somebody consciously chose not to have that as a part of their life because, you know, they're a better person without it, they're a more productive person without it, they're a more spiritual person without it, you know, I think that I definitely think that's a very valid reason. And if it's if it's just something that you've always done or not done, but never really thought about why or why not, like really take that time to think. You'll learn so much about yourself. Mm. Interesting. And, it's, um, 
it's funny, Connie, because like people in our community, they love to put other people in a specific box because we have so much Jewish anxiety and so much Jewish guilt <laughs> that if they're not in that box and they go out with us and they're not in our circle, there's an issue. I think to like that's a whole know, Pandora's box. Well, right it there. is a par- yeah, it is. But I think back to I used to be on Twitter a lot, all the time. I used to spend a lot of time on Twitter. The most yeshivish, greasy, Lakewood guys would be on Twitter all day, talking about Trump, talking about politics, coronavirus during the election. All they would talk mm-hmm. about was that, that, and then and then they would go back to learning in Lakewood. So the idea that they are, and I'm a person who doesn't really watch TV much. I don't have time for it. So the idea that they're so much more, you know, yeshivish or, you know, um, well, yeshivish is a whole, they're more a sheltered in some ways. And mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's insane that some people just as I am not, you know, the, the biggest, um, person involved in, let's say, uh, secular stuff, just as I'm not so involved in secular movies and media or whatever it is, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there's not some other trigger for people. But uh, I don't know. I just like, find that funny. Like my cousin Yasi, whose whose tweet was on Tim Pool's <laughs> podcast, but oh, yeah. he himself doesn't know what a podcast is. Yeah, Tim Tim Pool quoted her her cousin. Uh, you heard of Tim Pool? I, I who is he? Yeah. He's he's is this he's a grifter. He's yeah. He's, he's one a grifter. Of he's like he he's he's actually really interesting. He's you know he's like a liberal guy, but he's not into mm-hmm. like this woke leftism. So he's like he he like doesn't really even consider himself a liberal anymore because like he's, he's sort of like a libertarian. Right. Um, and he has very interesting views on things. And he, um, so he, like he went from being like, you know, anti Trump to being like, yeah, I'm voting Trump like next time around. Wow. Um, and he, so he actually quoted, um, he, I was randomly listening to the show and all of a sudden I hear, I'm not going to say the last name, but there's like a family that, that, you know, Khani is related to all of them. And, and he says, so, uh, this is a tweet from Yasi, whatever the last name Mm -hmm. was like, Oh my gosh, Khani, your cousin's on the show. He's living in Lakewood. I'm sure he has no idea what a podcast is. (laughs) No, but now maybe he'll listen to that one and this one. But is he yeshivish or not? I mean, he's on right. Twitter all he's on day. Twitter. He seems to know mm-hmm. all about Trump. Right. But he doesn't know what a podcast is. Right. And the hashkafas have shifted in this in our culture. Like, there was right. never an Instagram and there was never um, Pinterest and the various um, media consuming, um, for me on my stock market, money making, but whatever, not the point. There was never these things as like outlets. It was just, you had a TV, you had your radio, you had music. And that was it. And Instagram, TikTok for the right. kids and for the now yeshivish communities, they're just as involved in these things. You know, there are various, you know, yeshivish, quote unquote, mm-hmm. let's call it, we'll get into the black hat subject in a minute, but the black hat type of communities mm-hmm. who are all over Instagram and all over our podcast and they listen to it. Right. And it's something they wouldn't have done 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Listen, the world is definitely changing. Um, and I think Hashkafa in general has taken on, you know, it's what is, what do you mean by Hashkafa? What, you know, there, and, and mm. yeshivish, if you're talking about yeshivish, for example, so there's the yeshivish where like, you know, the guys are, are in, are in Kolel and they're, you know, their, their minds are only on learning and, and, right. you know, but then there's yeshivish where like, you know, it's a cultural thing. They talk a certain way. They dress a certain right. way. They they do. You know, they they are involved in learning to some degree, but they're but then they you know they get very involved in culture as well. And they're so what are they? Are they yeshivish? Are they not? It's an interesting question. It's you know I, I think yeshivish has sort of taken on this like cultural mm-hmm. as opposed to necessarily a hashkafic thing. Some of the people who are you know who would consider themselves yeshivish they're considering themselves yeshivish be, yeshivish because they identify culturally right. they you know and it's it's interesting because then you know then there's the other ones who who really you know it's it's a it really is a hashkafic thing for them and mm-hmm. you know they're they're probably more towards what yeshivish once was right and it's sort of evolving over time it's interesting i i just i feel like the you know the boxes are they're in some ways very useful, and then in other ways they are just in today's day and age. You can throw them out the window. You know, like yeah. it's just there's no such thing anymore. I, I would push I back think. a little bit. I, I I I hear the point. I don't think that you can completely throw them out the window. I think they're useful in the sense that there's there is a certain there whereas whereas maybe once upon a time there was and even i don't even know if this is true but maybe once upon a time there were more defined like what it, what each of these things mean mm-hmm. 
they, you know, now it's sort of like everything just sort of mushes into each other, but there's still, there still is a core, you know, meaning, meaning when I was dating, um, I didn't like, I'm not, I don't consider myself modern Orthodox. I don't consider myself yeshivish. So then mm-hmm. there's modern Orthodox Mahmir or there's modern yeshivish. Which one of those do I fall under? Well, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable calling myself either of those. Yeah. So, but the point is. Well, you wear is, a black hat. I wear, but you also wear a gray hat and a blue hat go. and a green right. hat and so every color just, of the rainbow hat. You could just, just be like, non-binary. Non-binary, <laughs> exactly. But my point is like, you know, so, so when I was dating, I was open to girls who were who would consider themselves, you know, modern yeshivish. I was also open to some girls who consider themselves modern orthodox mahmir right. because there's a certain there's a certain general like okay, I know that if they're in those categories they're somewhat in the right ballpark whereas mm-hmm. if somebody said that they're modern orthodox or if somebody said that they're, you know, that they're yeshivish, I would know like that person is not for me. Right. Because that's already too far outside of my general umbrella. Yeah. That I like, I know. So I think in that respect, it can be useful. But other than that, you have to, you have to sort of broaden your horizons a bit. You can't be too rigid. You can't stick yourself too much in the box and, and demand. I want some, someone in my same box. Like right. box doesn't really mean very much. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think we're in a similar Ashkafic phase. Mm-hmm. You know, our level of frumkai may be different in some certain areas, mm-hmm. but in, a, in the same type of girls that we have gone out with in the mm-hmm. past and went, you know, dated, we probably had that similar, like, oh man, if they're super, you know, Tsioni, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's really for me. That doesn't really fit. Right. But if they're going to enforce that I wear a, black hat and fit into the box right. of what the box looks like for lack of better terms. Let's say like the Flatbush community, your standard person will go, you know, to the mirror, then come back from the mirror, go to, they wouldn't go, you know, to, um, to Israel first year. They would go after a couple of years of staying home. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want us to fit into that box, no, we don't, we don't really fit that box. Right. You know, Connie, like you have something to say. I'm trying to think which of Yona's points to tag along with because I agreed with pretty much all of them. Mm. I would say that what you had said with um, with regards to viewing, like with specifically the yeshivish community, whether you view it as, you know, the place where you belong or actually a matter of hashkafa, like as a girl, um, I didn't. I don't know that I really cared about this so much. I didn't really even notice for the most part, honestly. But when I was dating, there was a lot of talk about, you know, do you care about the black hat? Do you not care about the black hat? If he wears a black hat sometimes, if he used to and now he doesn't, you know, the extent to which people care about that. I think, you know, for some people, it really is uh, an indication of how from they are. And I, I haven't honestly quite figured out how that works because a black hat is pretty new within the last mm-hmm. few decades like back in europe there were no black felt fedoras i don't think mm. at least not as prevalent as not they in are the pictures now. right <laughs> they, they were all them. wearing fisherman's caps somewhere. <laughs> um but for some people for some people you know as much as you know people might give them flack for it you know you're being ridiculous it's just a hat it really is a sign of the community that they identify with and as small as it may be not having that feels like feels like they're kind of like leaving their community or joining a different one and if that's not something that they're comfortable with then they'll say no on the basis of that i don't necessarily agree with it but i I can understand it i really Uh, understand it but that's where but that's where i would say you know as i said before Mm -hmm. you to be careful not to box yourself box yourself in too much because i think that i think that is a problem i think that I understand where they're coming from, that it feels different, it feels weird, it feels, you know, it feels wrong. But when you actually think about it, you know, the black hat is really not a matter of halacha. It's really, you know, I think that it's important when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, how you're going to raise your kids in terms of halacha right. and, and how you're going to live your lives together. Where if, Are you on the same page in terms of your avodas Hashem? But to, you know, I think it's a big problem that people consider the hat to be avodas Hashem. Right. Listen, I wear hats. They're not all, as Hani mentioned, they're not all black. But like, I, I wear, wear hats because caps. I chose to do so. <laughs> but like, the the point is that like, I don't look down at people who don't wear hats. Like, mm. it's a it's a it's a choice, and you know, in some communities, it may be less of a choice than others. But when you really think about it, if the person is in every other way on the right, you mm. know, uh, really just you know makes sense for you. But you're gonna you're gonna 
shoot it down because they don't wear a hat. I mean, I, I've, I've seen these things happen and I've seen very unfortunate things. The contention will be mm-hmm. that when you send your children mm-hmm. to yeshiva 10 years, 15 years down the line, uh-huh. you want your child going to yeshiva, prominent yeshiva where they will be wearing hats. Uh-huh. They will be wearing white shirts. I would think the vast majority of people in Shadokim probably don't really know what type of yeshiva that they want to send their kids to. I, mean, I think they may have an idea. they're from idea. out of town, so something like that would like never even occur to them. That's true. If you Okay, I'm, we're, I'm looking from a five-towns perspective where you have all the array of options and, and menus of the various uh, yeshivas to uh, rip you off and take your money. But oh gosh, <laughs> that's, but another that's another topic. Yeah, you can. Yeah, my parents could settle that out outside of the uh, podcast studio. But I really think that it's important for the kids, you know, to develop their own culture, let alone what the parents decide. Right? Don't we say treat your kid as an individual, whatever they are, let them choose their path in some ways, not fully. If a kid doesn't want to wear a black hat, and I will thank my parents mm-hmm. for this. After three weeks after my bar mitzvah, I'm like. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this black cat, it looked good in the pictures. It's mm-hmm. not for me. I'm not doing <laughs> it. I don't really care. You know, and of course the grandparents like, Oi, oi, uh-huh. he's never going to get a shit off. <laughs> oi, he's a guy. Oh, just change his name to uh, Johnson, you know, while you're at it. Literally. And I don't know. It didn't, it didn't, the type of people that I put myself around and hang out with are not those type of people. I do have friends that are from her as well, but. They're firmer with like an open-minded, mm-hmm. um, you know, black hat shouldn't be associated with firmer, but they're not black hat per se, strict type of people, you know? So, so that's kind of like what I was saying before, like really yeah. choosing what it is that you're going to be doing and not be doing. And, you know, anything that you have been doing your whole life, like let's say someone who just put that black hat on and never thought about it again, it goes on Friday night, comes off Motsi Shabbos and... Mm-hmm. You know, no further thought. If that's something that you really, really care about, like, just think about why. And if it's, I don't know, this is what I've always done and this is what I'm comfortable with, like, okay. So clearly it's not it, it's not necessarily reflective of somebody's inner character or the work that they have or haven't done. I get very triggered by doing the work these days. Oh, gosh. But, oh, that's a but, big one. That's but a, before it became an evil term. We should um, change the term from doing the work to... Um, self-improvement. So not self-improvement to everybody else stinks and I'm better. Oh. Oh. That should be it. <laughs> that should be the way we think. No. Makes sense. And, uh, the therapy books would not agree with that. But <laughs> I'll start my own brand of therapy. Like move Freud over. I hear. Get him out there. Yeah. I hear. No, but I agree. I agree with you. That's that's a valid contention. Um. I don't know. I, I think about how I raised my children. One thing I, I guess I, maybe from my upbringing or from the yeshivas I went to, I have a bit of an issue with, and I don't understand why, is the modern Orthodox young Israel style of, let's say, davening or community. I don't, I don't even know where it comes from. It's this like inner stereotype that's in my head, which I'm still trying mm-hmm. to like drill out. Maybe it's from the yeshivas I went to. Yona and I basically went to the same yeshivas, right. so like he can explain it to me. I don't know where it comes from, but I remember the Arabim would say, "Oi, the young Israel, they're davening Hallel, you know, on um, oh, Yomat yeah, Smol. How thing. dare they? I never it's experienced terrible. that in yeshiva. I don't. Maybe, oh, maybe I, in I elementary had school yeah. you had it. I don't know. No, no, no. They were. I mean, High they were school? racist. <laughs> I mean, there was more in stuff going school? on. Yeah, oh, nah. I totally, High school. totally oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. disagree. I don't know. I was in maybe in elementary school. You had I'm not going to say know. the the Rebbe's name, mm-hmm. but uh, I, in my, my and then general, Israel, Israel especially. We we went to different yeshivas mm-hmm. in Israel. So right, yeah, That's in Israel, yeah. I can't speak to your Israel experience. I can't speak to any of your experiences. But all mm-hmm. I know is that in high school, which we did go to the same high school, I found the Rebbeim to be very not like that. I don't know. Maybe because I grew up <clears throat> a bit more. I guess if someone would quote it Ashkafically to the right, the shuls I davened uh-huh. in. Where I would say Hashkafli to the right, right, more Hasidish, if you want to put a term on it, Heimish. in some ways, Heimish. Heimish yeah, people wear black hats, you know, but they go to Kiddush at ten thirty, and, and then instead of like twelve o'clock, kind of formal American Kiddush with a Thanksgiving dinner and their uncles and aunts, like they do in the young Israels. <laughs> so, I guess that would be the difference, right? Um, and that wouldn't stand in the young Israel. Young Israels they don't have alcohol, so like there are certain they don't what they, a lot of them don't allow. What? Young Israel wouldn't really? does not allow any. 
alcohol. Wow. In their, in their clothes. Like yeah. Legit. Definitely Living not. Living in prohibition. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for, um, yeah, putting that on the air, but there goes <laughs> half their membership. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I agree with you um, that that's a thing that can happen when, you know, when based on how you how you grew up like i also used to sort of have that and even to some degree i probably still do mm. um where like i also i grew up similar sort of you know like uh, middle of the road right leaning a little more a little more right-wing heimish um and and i used to have that a lot more where it was like you know i would sort of like think think like oh young israel that's a whole different world it's a whole you know and i don't know as i got older the more exposure i had to things i realized we're not as different as we think. Mm. Really not. Like, yeah, okay, the davening's a little different. I've come to like certain parts of that type of davening, actually. Like, for example, like the, um, the like, Eitz Chaim before, before oh, um, yeah. stuff. I love that. Like, I, I happen to absolutely, absolutely love that. And right. I do that when I daven for the Umbud. Like That's funny. But, but you know, I, I've, I, I've come to realize that these things are so superficial, some of it. Like, sometimes there are some real things where it's like real, you know, serious differences in terms of your outlook, in terms of your Hashkafic outlook. But like, in terms of the way you dive in, the way you pronounce the mm-hmm. soft or the tough, like, yeah. is, does, does that really make a difference? I knew it's interesting. I was Disclaimer, it wouldn't make a difference in my Shadokim anymore. Like, I don't right. really <laughs> think of it. Like, if somebody dives the young Israel, it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Like, right. But it's, I get that. I, like, I get that feeling. I also used there. to have that. Like, I used to have that You're same sort of... And it, and it wasn't, the truth is, like, as I said, it wasn't something I was ever taught. I found my Rebbeim to be very open-minded overall, even if they weren't young Israel type at all. Mm-hmm. But I found them to be very accepting and very open-minded, and I was never taught that. It wasn't like, I, you know, I, I don't want it to be like, oh, this is what happens when, like, I don't think this is something that came from my schooling. I think it's just sort of, an, I think that people have a tendency to box themselves. People have a tendency to look at at other groups and say, oh, this group is different. This group does things wrong. This group, you know, like everything, mm-hmm. you know, our way is the right way. And I think it's a self-imposed thing. I don't, sometimes it is a communal thing, but I, I think that that's because the community individually, everybody sort of self-imposes it and then they reinforce it and then their kids learn it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that even if you're not taught it explicitly, you you know, if you're not exposed to it so much, it becomes weird. It becomes right. like, oh, that's, that they're different. But I actually heard this on a podcast recently. I don't remember which podcast it was and which episode it was. But somebody, oh, I remember. It was the 1840 podcast. Great podcast, by the way. Fantastic. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. Um, really, his, his name is Rabbi, Rabbi um, Bashevkin. Mm. And he... He's like a you know like a like a YU um, rabbi, and he's he's he has really just interesting guests, really interesting topics. That he you know he's he very 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 interesting. He he doesn't shy away from difficult topics, stuff like that. Just know um, that free plug wouldn't have uh, happened if I did it. No, it's I, I'm bringing it up because he yeah. he mentioned he had someone on the show who mentioned, um, you know, I, I think it was on his show. Someone mentioned, and if I if it wasn't on the show, then I feel like an idiot. It was somewhere that I heard this that that you know they went to to uh, you know their their yesh- they had a choice between two yeshivas, and one of them was like like I don't know like Hakotel, and the other one was like base or something like that, something along those lines. And like he ended up going to to let's say it was base, mm-hmm. um, and and he said he said you know if I would have gone to Hakotel. It would have been an amazing experience and I would have been a very similar person to who I am today because people people put too much stock in our differences, but these places are really not that different. They might have certain emphasis that are they, they might emphasize certain things a little bit more than others, but at the end of the day, their core values mm-hmm. are are the same. One might emphasize emphasize uh, halacha more, and the other one might emphasize gemara more. But they all learn gemara and they all learn halacha. Are you saying Israel's all a scam? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I, I wouldn't quite put it like that. No, uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying that that. We're not as different as you know the the people mm-hmm. box. We, we there's too many there's too many dividers between us right. as a people, and there are significant differences between certain things. But like, you're really going to tell me that there's huge differences between modern Orthodox Mahmir and modern Yeshivish? No, like, and, mm. and even Yeshivish and modern Orthodox Mahmir, there's differences in terms of their approach. There's differences in terms of certain 
outlook things, and there are certain core differences, but it's really minimal. Overall, they right. care about halacha, they care about learning Torah, they care about living, you know, as from Jews, and they approach it a little bit differently, but they, they learn the same things. They, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're really the same. We're not that different. Khana, you grew up out of town. So yeah. I, I'm curious if you're, you grew up, probably have more open-minded than we did, but like, what was the so mentality? Definitely, definitely more open-minded, but at the same time, you only know from what you've actually been exposed to. And while there might be a broader range out of town, at the end of the day, everyone is representative mostly of themselves. Like if if you would compare mine and Yona's upbringing, I would venture to say that mine might have been a little more right wing in terms of like the things that I was or wasn't allowed to do. But in my specific community, I was definitely not viewed as part of the yeshivish crew no. at all. Mm. Um, but it, it's just the nat- the dynamics of the community there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like trying to think of an example that I see around here. Like, you know, I feel like in my community going to a Besiakov seminary was viewed as like a superior thing than going to a seminary that didn't identify as Besiakov, which I always kind of struggled with because, you know, you go to a seminary that you feel is a good match for you, whatever it is, it's supposed to be a year of growth for everyone. So because they tack the words Besiakov before their girl's name and another Hebrew word that are all seminaries, um, like how, how is it any different? And then I came here and there really wasn't a difference. I don't feel like girls who went to a Basiakov seminary for 10 months of their life are then put on a pedestal that other people don't get to be on. And like, that's just one very, very small example, but you know, every, every community kind of creates that. So I hear you mean Queens, right? Yeah. Cause Queens is awesome. Queens is pretty great awesome. community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love out of town though. It's fantastic. Yeah, look, the out of town mentality. There, you know, it's there are people who like would be considered like modern orthodox there and like extremely modern orthodox, but they would accept you know people from the from community that overall right. they're just say, more accepting people. I would say that typically. like one thing that again like Queens is so similar to out of town. Like you see this there too, but. Mm-hmm. In Chicago, where I grew up, I like I've been in shul so many times. My parents stopped in like a more young Israel type of shul, but I've seen you know kolal guys come in there to catch davening, and mm. you know not like standing in the corner feeling like this is a bidiyavet and it's right. really not an ideal davening. No, they join in like everyone else, but in Queens they do that too. Yeah, so, very much. So. Yeah, see, yeah. it would be really intimidating for like a guy like me to go out with a girl. From Lakewood. Like, let's say I get a resume and this, they do it in Lakewood. I don't care what the girl is like necessarily. Already, mm-hmm. I'm starting off with the notion and the idea, like the concept of they live in Lakewood. They probably go to a very yeshivish place. Even though I know in Lakewood there are people that are not necessarily for sure extremely, you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeshivish. And there may be people that may fit, you know, my bracket in terms of dating. But, you know, it, it gives it a bit of a, it gives me a bit of a pause just to start. I get that. Yeah. I, and listen, I, I dated um, at least one Lakewood, one or two Lakewood girls. And the tolls. And, and the tolls. The drive at night is dreadful. Yeah. The, drive, the drive at night, like I, I was I was terrified driving home after that date. It was so, <laughs> I was so exhausted. But like, you know, there I, I went out, at least one girl that I dated from Lakewood was more modern than me. Um, wow. You know, it's definitely like, um, it's definitely... There definitely are people who are who are either more modern or somewhere in the middle, whatever. But I get that because the overall vibe of the community is going to be a lot more yeshivish. Um, but I think that that you know now now we're getting into the territory of you know can ha- different can different backgrounds mix? Mm. You know, can you mix with someone who's not in your box in terms of their cultural experience, but maybe? You know, maybe in terms of their core values, they are right. So, so that's that that's that's sort of melding the you mm. know that's that's like what we were talking about before. There's like cultural yeshivish, and then there's and then there's you know actual like hashkafic yeshivish. Right. So, like I feel like it's similar to that in the sense that you could you could have someone who may come from a place that's more let's say culturally yeshivish than yours, or even hashkafically yeshivish than yours, but they're more you know more maybe culturally yeshivish but in terms of their core values they're 
you know, they're very similar to you and they're, and they're in touch with, with the, you know, the outside world, you know, they, they have social media and they're, mm. they're working and all that. And they're, you know, in terms of the, their daily life and the things that they do right. and their interests, they're very similar to you, but their family is more yeshivish well, and their shul is more yeshivish. Here's, here's the prime example. Mm-hmm. And I've been called for references for, you know, a number of friends that actually the prime example is, does the mother cover her hair? Right. Right. This is the one, this always comes back because the mother cover her hair. And some people ask, I have a friend whose mother, I don't know if she covered her hair with a shaitel. She would wear like a hat or something generally, but she never really wore a shaitel. Um, they were more modern and, you know, than I guess they're more modern Orthodox type. And he was a lot more, you know, yeshiva. She was learning and, and looking to learn for many years. So people would call me and they'd be like really concerned, like, well, uh, the mother does not cover her hair. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, how, do, how am I supposed to think about that? They'd be like, well, they're just as firm as you are. They go to Minion three times a day. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they keep all halakhas probably more than I do. And my mother covers her hair. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, each person can choose on their own. And But that is one of the prime examples mm-hmm. um, covering their hair. Because many couples will say, you know, oh, the mother doesn't cover their hair. I don't want my kids to grow up around that. Right. I've heard that many times. Some of them, it's because of the, you know, being judged about their friends. Some of them on like an actual you know, halakhic basis, I guess. That's what they feel. I guess on a much more extreme note, just in terms of like diversity, mm-hmm. um, I work with a lot of Hasidish clients um, and, you know, kind of discovering, uh, we all go in knowing that we're going to be very different. I go by an English name at work, mm-hmm. you know, I wear a shaitel, a longer one than any that would be acceptable in their communities. So we go in knowing that we're going to be very different. But as we slowly learn our similarities, like you really see we're, we're really so much more similar than, than, than we're different. Like slowly they realize, yes, I have a kid. I also have to cook for Shabbos. I also struggle to get my potato kugel to come out right. <laughs> and, you know, you also value exercise and cleanliness and teaching your kids to eat healthy. Like, you know, I, I feel like the more you actually take the time to get to know people, the more you realize. I'm not saying that necessarily um, the Hasidish community should just merge with everyone else and we mm-hmm. should all marry each other and who cares about our lifestyle differences. But um, just recognizing that um, people really do have so much more in common than 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 not. Mm. And I feel like you could apply that to the sort of middle areas, meaning if I can be Even so similar, so. right? Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like if I can be, if I can find myself, you know, relating to a Hasidish person on such a strong level, and like, wow, you know, we really are pretty similar then you know maybe yeah maybe maybe you know a hasidish person isn't for isn't for you and me but uh for in terms of in terms of marriage but but maybe maybe that should open my eyes to the fact that a someone who's from a little more of a heimish background than me but is themselves kind of similar to me you know maybe maybe that's that should give you something to think about that that if i can be so similar to someone who's who's supposed to be so different from me, right. I can be really, I can really connect with someone who's, who's yeah. not, not really that far away. Yeah, but you know, and I disagree with that somewhat. When we're talking about mm-hmm. Shadokim, you do want somebody who has a similar background mm-hmm. when you're dating them. It makes things somewhat easier. Oh, definitely. It makes things so much easier. Uh, you know, have you heard of, we both know people who've married, you know, from Sparty to Ashkenaz and from, you know, like modern to extremely yeshivish. Mm. And there are bridges that are hard to cross, are harder to cross, along with the other stuff that come from marrying, from mm-hmm. be- being, in, you know, actually in a relationship mm-hmm. between man and woman. That's already a difficult mm-hmm. proposition to make. Uh, it's not easy to be in a relationship and it's not easy to make the relationship work, let alone those other barriers that your culture does this. How are we going to do that? Obviously, if you're amenable people, if you're easygoing and mm-hmm. you're able to, um, you know, compromise on mm-hmm. things um, as couples should, then you'll do fine. You'll do better than the people who, again, are stuck in their ways. Right. But there can be those challenges that come up. I would say that a middle ground would be, you know, 
at the end of the day, a lot of what brings people together is there are there similarities. But when there are some similarities there already, I would say, you know, not to let the differences, you know, provided that they're not on your deal breaker list, not to let those differences stand in the way of meeting someone Mm -hmm. um, with whom, you know, those similarities really might already be there. Right. right. And, and you know, that, that what Connie said about a deal breaker list. So I think you, you should to, have one. Right. Definitely you, have one. And, and I think that the list mm. should be, I, I think the list should be a small one. Meaning I think that you need to find the right. core things that are really like, this can't work. Mm. This can't work. I'm not going to be able to respect my wife if she does this or if she's from right. this sort of, I'm not going to be able to come to terms with living this sort of lifestyle. But, but is it easier to find someone from the exact same background as you? Of course it's easier, but that you shouldn't be looking for the easiest possible relationship. Mm. You should be looking for, you know, the right person and the right person might come with certain things. Let's say that, 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 you know, there's a girl who's read to you who had, you know, she's, she's beautiful. She has the most incredible personality ever. And you could tell that your personalities are going to click like crazy but she's farty so there there's certain things that you know when you go to her parents for refer yumtiv you know you might have to have to finagle a little bit on pesach figure out how to do the rice thing but they're willing to work with you they're not you know they're they're not they're not uh, horrible right. people they they recognize and they're going to work with you they're going right. to you know they'll they'll have rice separately and make yeah. sure that your stuff is so his parents eat chametz on pesach it's okay. <laughs> that's it's okay. a different story but like but what i'm saying is like so so that sort of thing like Really make sure that that's a that that's a deal breaker before you write it off. Like, right. Does that have to be a deal breaker? I don't think so. Why should that have to be? It might be, but like if you're a huge, you know, if you're if you're so, you know, uh, I don't know if you're, if you're if let's say you're Sfardi and you and you absolutely must have rice every day of the year and 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 you know going to your in laws who are Ashkenazi have not having rice is going to be absolutely devastating to you. Okay, so then maybe it should be on your deal breaker list. But if mm-hmm. not, then. Like yeah, it's is it going to take some some figuring out? Is it going to take a little bit of of finagling to make it you know to make it work? Absolutely, sure. But that's like anything else. And if 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 the other person has an incredible personality and really matches up with you or has the potential, you know, on paper sounds good. Other than that thing, you know, I, I would hesitate to say to to let that. I would say don't 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 let that be an obstacle unless it's something that you really really feel strongly like this cannot work. Mm. I would also say just, I know, I know we're being very, you know, go out of your comfort zone. The one place where I really would not push that. And I know there has been some disagreement, but I think I mentioned this on the first ever podcast that we were on when we talked about kind of reflected on our dating experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one. Um, I would say that um, if you, if you feel like you're in a place where you're actually going to be embarrassed to walk in with someone who's different from you or your family in some Mm. way, and you're going to be embarrassed to say, hi, this is my husband, or this is my wife. You know, it, it, it might objectively be a small petty thing and people might be telling you that, but that's just another place where you got to know yourself. And if you're going to be embarrassed, you know, yeah, I know she's wearing a shade. See with my parents, it's just like, bring home a black girl. (laughs) And then after that, they're like, Oh no, it was terrible, horrible. You ruined the family. After that, everybody's okay. Any girl, any Jewish girl after that is fine. (laughs) As long as it's it's not. not By the way, there are some really great, really great black, you know, from, from, uh, women and men out there. So that's its own episode. (laughs) Yona's family would have been very pleased or certain family members would have been very pleased if he had brought home a nice Jewish black girl. Really? Unfortunately, that was not meant to be. (laughs) Right. I, I'm not complaining. I got, I got a wonderful, wonderful white woman. We could so. have had uh, Yona LeBron Jr. Could have been your child. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Great basketball Sounds players. racist to me. Does sound a little racist. Probably is. Yeah, we're going to be off the air within the next uh, <laughs> next couple of days. It's been nice. It's been real knowing you guys. It's been real. We should have an episode about people from... You know, oh, generational racism? Different... different um, races different cultures different you know that i think that would be a fascinating thing what to like discuss. actual mm. dating in the black would, community the muslim community no 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 i'm saying or what I'm it's saying, like for those people to join the from dating yeah or same. you know or oh, someone who's them. grown up you know a person who let's say even there there are like about chuvas there are about yeah, there are people who are from from birth black right. people or, or hispanic people um, maybe not as many but that you know it's a thing and I, th- I think it's a fascinating topic to discuss it's sort of you know it's not it's not it's not a hashkafic 
thing, but it's a it's a it's another area of difference between mm-hmm. you know between the two sides. And like, is that something that you know that you you know you should be should be you know conscious of? Should you should you care about that? Should you not? I think that's a that's a fascinating discussion. I, I know that mm-hmm. when I you know in my dating experiences, it was something that meant absolutely nothing to me. Like literally, like if 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 you send me a resume of a girl who's who's black or Latina or uh, Asian, whatever. Latin X. Latin. Oh, I don't do that. No. (laughs) Latin. What is it called? Latin X. What does that mean? That's the new woke term. Instead of Latina or Latino, because that's like gender gender classification. Oh, is it? (laughs) Okay. Let's put it this way. Okay. The Latin X air quotes community does not does not they they did they did polls about it and Got it. they they do not agree with that term they think it's the stupidest thing but anyway can I be Jewish X you could be Jewish I'm going to be Jewish X but pretty much like had, you know had I been suggested to to someone who was a different skin color or a different mm-hmm. race it it would have meant absolutely nothing to me I would have gladly gone out as long as you know hashkafically and uh, you know the track I'm attracted to them and hashkafically everything's on board it would have made zero difference to me i've been i've been suggested girls from um i I think i was suggested a girl who um who was asian or part asian um and i believe i gave her a yes like i didn't go out with her so she must have given me a no but like yeah but like it or or at the very least like she was on my list and i just it just never happened but like like you know those things never matter to me it's it's a similar sort of topic it's it's oh yeah it's gonna it'll come it'll come no compass um we have an episode plan like that that's the that's the episode that's going to take care of like the would you marry into this family episode uh-huh. like one of the you know par- one of the aunts or uncles married a non-Jew mm-hmm. they have Jewish like or the sibling is right. not off the derech type of thing that that'll come up pretty soon. Nice. Um, I wanted to close. We have a couple minutes left before we get to the closing mm-hmm. with this question. Uh, something I had in mind. I was thinking about pondering um, while I was chewing gum and walking other day and doing something very productive i know (laughs) chewing gum and walking at the same time i wanted to end off by saying asking you guys what you think is um more important in shadokim if you had to pick one is it their hashkafa is it that they're on the same page hashkafically Mm -hmm. or what is their personality are there things issues that you foresee with their personality you know because i know my answer uh-huh. But I mean, uh, like it's a really tough one. It is very tough. I I think it's well. I mean, I I think it's tough because, in my opinion, there is no choice. They like, both it's have not to a choice. Work. They exactly. Mm-hmm. They're they're both so important that, like, I'm not going to choose one over the other because that's like you know to say that hashkafa is more important than than clicking personality wise. So you marry right. someone who's exactly the same as you uh, in terms of their hashkafos, but you hate each other. Like that's not going to work and marry t- someone who you, who you really get along with, but who, who, you know, doesn't keep kosher. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, can I rephrase the question? Rephrase. If the hashkafa, if the personality match is so good, mm-hmm. yet they're a little bit off hashkafically, uh-huh. yet little. they're, yeah, a little bit off. Let's like say not that they view they each watch, other's dietary habits as one is actually traif. Like that, that's no, really no, 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 hard. no. Yeah, no, not right. that. But and hopefully, it's not something that you become resentful right. of. It I can think that's, work and it does work. Right, that's probably the the idea. In my opinion, it can work and it does work a hundred percent. I think there are plenty of cases of people who 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 marry someone who's you know who's a little bit different in that regard, and and it's fine. They you know they they sort of find a happy medium together. Right, they, you know, you throughout life they sort of grow together in their own. Uh, the, you know, t- they, they, they find what works for them as a couple and they end up even influencing each other in different ways. You know, so one, uh, uh, they, mm. uh, you know, they, they end up, they end up coming to a place where, where if they, you know, if they look back, you know, the 20 years into their marriage, they look yeah. back and they're like, we're now our own hashkafa. Like we are a hashkafa together. We, you know, we, I'm not modern Orthodox and, and I, and you're not uh, modern yeshivish. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, you know, we're, we're a melding of the two. We've found a way to make them work right. and build it into our family and to understand each other and, and, and agree or agree to disagree. You know, you might convince your spouse of something and they say, and uh, you know, over time they end up adopting your views or you might never convince them, but it's something that just doesn't really matter. So like, 
Mm-hmm. You say like, okay, I believe this. She believes that. Because yeah. to hate, like it's, we're not going to change each other and that's fine. We don't need to. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I still think that like the most important thing, you know, after being happily married, but a part of that is just being proud to introduce each other mm-hmm. as, as your spouse. It's not fair to you or to them mm. to, you know, to not feel a hundred percent proud and confident to say, you know, this is my husband, this is my wife, aren't they awesome? Yeah. Mm, that's really sweet. And we're just about to get to our closing after these messages. Hey guys, this is Yona from the Nobody Talks Shaduchim podcast. I want to take a moment to tell you about I Like Ike Marketing. I Like Ike Marketing serves all marketing and communication needs, including web design, branding, graphics, Facebook and Instagram ad campaigns, logos, social media, and more. To get the full deets and explore their services, go to likeike.net or call 516-399-1000. Okay, Khani here. Host Mike has been hijacked from Avery. We're going to be doing our lightning round. Little different than usual. We've got two guys answering the questions because questions will likely be applicable to either guys or girls, but not both. So here we go. Worth a shot or maybe not. The girl wore pants on stage for a school play. Ooh, so for me, that depends where she's holding now. If she's currently at a place where she would do that again, then definitely not. Um, but if it's something in her past, then worth a shot. Yeah. And as long as it's not jeans or <laughs> yoga pants, actually maybe scratch that. We're good. I'll say yes. <laughs> what if they were knickers? I wore knickers. Knickers. One year wow. knickers. Yeah. There's knickers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. They're is like that what Dorothy like, from the Wizard of Oz wore? Like, like breeches. Frilly. Bloomers. They're like the frilly ones, right? The, the puffy Puffy, stuff. yeah. Like what they used to wear at their knees and then white socks and buckle shoes. I'll show you a picture at some point. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. Okay. So what if she has a smartphone? Definitely worth a shot. Um, yeah, yeah, because she needs to listen to the podcast. So for sure. Ooh. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. And what if she has pictures of Zac Efron in her room? That's a little <laughs> bit weird, but um, I suppose it's worth a shot. I'd be very curious to hear why. And uh, if she passes the Y test, then, uh, yeah, we'd go out again. Other than that, uh, yeah, that would be a maybe not. Oh. <laughs> mm. Hi, yeah. Do you have something to tell me? I took the poster down before you came to check out my room. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, Zach Efron, I mean, he was in high school at the time, and she's probably above 18. So she'd have to, at this point, evolve her crush <laughs> to somebody a little bit older. Hopefully it's the older version of uh-huh. Zach Efron, but... Uh, yeah, we don't want her dating somebody or imagining somebody younger than 18. So, so mm, yeah. probably not. Um, so what if she went to a co-ed modern day school? Um, that That's worth a shot. Uh, you know, again, depending on where she's holding now. If that's something that's in her past, then absolutely. If it's something that she's still holding by and wants to send her kids to the uh, co-ed modern day school as well, then definitely not. Right. If the uh, co-ed school... If she can guarantee me she didn't have a boyfriend <laughs> that she liked better than me, <laughs> then we're good. And yeah, that's worth a shot. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's over. All right. Um, so when you're checking her out, you're like trying to get a hold of every single picture you possibly can. You check out Facebook and LinkedIn and every single camp video that she was ever in. And you check out her WhatsApp profile. And there's a picture of her and some Rebitson who you find out is her seminary teacher on her profile picture. Mm. Worth a shot or maybe not? Um, that's fine with me. I have no problem with that. She's really close with her seminary teacher. Worth a shot. Yes, I'm, WhatsApp. A, oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of judging by the book by its cover. So um, <laughs> I don't think it's for me. <laughs> and what if her dad is a nanach? Like a Oof. nanach. So there is a distinction between a nanach and a breslover. A nanach. <laughs> He's an actual nanach that I associate with a guy who's really high on stuff and uh, screaming nanach nachman nachman meuman on the top of a of a van painted with Rabbi Nachman and dancing around. So uh, that might be a bit of a culture shock for me, even even more than I can handle. So despite all my things on this episode about giving things a chance, I'd probably say probably not. 
Yeah, for me, if she gets along with her father, the Nanach, I, I don't <laughs> think it's going to work out. You know, he's too happy for us. <laughs> too much joy. <laughs> I, you know, I can't get that level. It's just not going to work. But if she and her, she and he have a bad relationship, I think we're in. I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's worth a shot. Calling all resumes. <laughs> okay. So this is actually a thing, believe it or not. Um, what if she only shops at clothing stores that have a hachshar on it? So weird. Uh, that that's that's too much. That is definitely not. Wow, I don't even go to groceries with a hachshar. So that's <laughs> probably not a thing. <laughs> Literally. Oh yeah, yeah. So this may be interesting on a date. What if she plans to walk on the other side of the street as you? Preferable. <laughs> yeah, preferable. <laughs> At times. Yeah. So um. This is uh, this is a very good display of how different Avery and I are. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely not. No way. Never have to open doors for them though, because they'll always be like half a block behind you. Well, yeah, they'll still expect it somehow. Somehow <laughs> you're supposed to call the person at the other store to open it for them, and you didn't do it. You didn't wave her the signal to come to cross. The, who knows? Very the creative. Um, <laughs> final lightning round question. What if she asks how many hours a day you learn before agreeing to go out with you? Worth a shot or maybe not? Nope. Um, she should be there learning with me at a certain point. So we're we're Chavrusa types. That's part of your vet. I only process. go out with Provender girls. Oh. So we learn Gamara. <laughs> she'll end up learning with me. So she'll find out. Okay, so this has been another episode of the Nobody Talks to podcast. Uh, thank you guys, one, for listening. And thank you, Yona and Connie, for coming on. I really oh, appreciate it. a long time. You guys are great. It has been a long time. We had a baby in the interim in case people were wondering why we were away for so long. Right. So yeah. we kind of took a bit of a hiatus, but we're, we're, we're happy to be back on the show. Well, after this episode, I hope that baby is wearing its black hat already. <laughs> well, she's a girl, so that would be a girl. Oh, yeah. girl. Okay, she's got her skirts. Down to her ankles. We'll get there. We'll covering get there. her hair. Her legs <laughs> are very age. long, so it, it's it's hard. Yeah. That is tough. Yeah. I never thought about that. Long legs. <laughs> really never thought about that. But um yeah, this is a great episode. I think we um for those of you out there who are I would put it in terms of hashkavically challenged. <laughs> you don't know what you are. You don't know what you really want. I think we sort of highlighted some of the main things. Um, some of the main ideas behind what is important in terms of Ashkafa. And one of those just things... Just the ones that get the most attention. That too. Yeah, some of the things that get the most attention. But but how to like how to um, navigate, you know, what is actually important to you and keep your relationship afloat while discussing these things like, you know, TV in the house and whatnot, like and secular media. Like I know for myself what's important and I think we sort of uh, touched on why certain communities push um, the ideas of no TV or, you know, you should watch TV or, you know, this marriage won't work without a TV because I need something to entertain me and my wife isn't doing it or my husband isn't doing it, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, any final takeaways, Yona, from you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, listen, I, this by no means was a was a like a fully all encompassing conversation. There's so many different layers, and there's so many. Each person has to has to judge their own specific circumstances and get guidance from the people that they trust on how to approach these issues. But I think that you know, ultimately, my takeaway is, you know, hashkafa matters. Hashkafic differences do matter, um, but it's important to be able to define the things that actually matter and the things that maybe are worth trying. You know, I'm not saying to give up on, absolutely not. I, I think it's very important not to give up on your values and not to give up on your frumkite. But what is, you know, what? think about the things that, that, that are actually values and that are actually frumkite and the things that are kind of side, you know, a little min hug here. Not that min hug aren't important, but you know, wearing a hat like it's 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 a it's a nice thing that the community does, and that's great. But should it matter so much? Uh, well, you need to look in. You know, you need to look at yourself, and you need to be able to be honest with yourself mm. and be uh, that, that. That's what I come back to in general in these conversations. I feel like I've said this on other episodes as well. 
is just the ability to be open with yourself to be to be to allow yourself to not be so rigid mm. while at the same time maintaining your values and maintaining the things that are important to you yeah know thyself people <laughs> and sometimes what feels like change can really just be getting to know yourself a little better mm. amen that's all well Connie and Yona thank you guys for coming on I see you guys have gotten a lot closer since we started <laughs> literally like our studio is so much smaller so they're much closer <laughs> together I didn't mean that any other way but uh no just kidding around but uh thank you guys for coming on I really appreciate it uh your host Avery and uh, this has been another episode of the Nobody Talks to Dylan podcast Alchi's Media Network 